0: Hey, this is Therese Skelly another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast with the amazing Emma Churchman. We have known each other for years and years and years, and I have seen Emma grow into this powerful, amazingly successful businesswoman who does it her own way. That's a really important thing to talk about. And so, Emma, why don't you start today by sharing what you do and what you love about it? Sure. Yeah. And thanks so much for having me. It's an,
1: it's an honor to be in this space with you. I'm a spiritual CEO and advisor to transformational leaders and business owners. So what that means boots on the ground is that I go beyond the tactics and strategy of accelerating your income, accelerating your impact and really look at what's happening energetically in you and in your business and what needs to shift to get you new results.
0: Nice. You know, I know you have a deeply, deeply spiritual, all of you is deeply spiritual Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of abundance today. And we were talking earlier about the myth of, can you be spiritual and wealthy? And so Like, how did you get there? Like, let's just talk about your journey and how, how, how this question has been with you. And now you teach it basically. Let's go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I definitely didn't get it from my upbringing. So (laughs) what? I had to (laughs) learn it, learn it in other ways. So the first thing is I'm 12th generation Quaker. I'm actually a Quaker minister. Mm. I went to seminary. I've got a master's of divinity. I also have a master's of metaphysics. So Um, I've got this lineage dating back to the time when my ancestors first came to the US of mm -hmm. living simply and never living beyond your means. And if you did, want that's one of the Quaker values. Quakers also really value uh, giving back, being Mm -hmm. of service. So for Quakers who did make more than enough money to live on. It's just kind of assumed that, of course, you would give that all away. No,
0: oh shit.
1: So, yes. so this
0: is in your DNA, and you're living it. Yeah. Okay. Oh my
1: gosh. Solidly in my yeah. DNA. Yeah, and I was known before I became a business coach. I was a spiritual director. I was a chaplain. So I was really accompanying people on their spiritual journey. And a lot of my clients were ministers, pastors, uh, practitioners themselves, a lot of spiritual folks saying, hey, I don't feel like I can charge more than by donation only or $25 a session or $40 a session, that kind of thing. So even the folks that I was serving before coming into really owning being Adding that layer of business support mm-hmm. were in this paradigm of you can't charge for something that you are doing that is divinely directed, mm-hmm. that sure. comes from God.
0: Emma, so many people that I know talk about that feel that. Well, my work is doing good in the world. How can I charge? Like I'm a greedy bastard right. for doing this." So, so right. I, I just want to stop and go listeners. Can you relate? Okay. We're going to keep going because this is big because so many of us have this. So, so go through the story. Like, how did you, I mean, you were entrenched in it. So how right. did you start breaking free? And, and I don't know if you have any stories of like, and so I only made $500 for the year. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure yeah. You, you, yeah. you acted that out or lived that out because that's all you knew and you were surrounded by.
1: Well, yeah. And back in the day when I was just starting my business coaching, mm-hmm. I was only making $500 a month. And I started to really look at kind of my own assumptions and expectations around abundance. And I realized, you know, I can't serve re- people really well if I can't pay my electric <laughs> bill. And if I'm freaking out every time I'm pulling out my credit card in the grocery line to pay for my groceries, right? Like, that's not me <laughs> being a highest service. So there was that kind of just mindset disconnect yeah. that I wanted to start looking at. And then I started to get angry right because i'm working with all of these amazing practitioners uh-huh. who are doing powerful transformational work on this planet who cannot pay their own bills and who are not who are not moving humanity forward in the way that we need at this particular uh-huh. time uh-huh. right so i think there are two things that are happening on our planet one is the consciousness especially during this pandemic yeah. we are really revealing a level of consciousness that humanity has never experienced before. So there's even more of a need for transformational leaders, for personal development folks, for spiritual healers and teachers and practitioners to be doing their work in the world to help these folks who are used to kind of hanging out in the 3D, in the third dimension, Mm -hmm. you know, and just day-to-day reality, help them get in touch with something beyond them however they would call that, God, the universe, Yahweh, truth, something Mm -hmm. greater than themselves, right? So that's one thing that's playing out. And then the other thing that kind of pissed me off is (laughs) who's in charge of our economy right now and our planet, right? And I thought to myself, I want to be in charge of our economy Mm -hmm. and what's happening with this thing called money. Because money, like it or not, is what rules The decisions and choices and actions that so many of us make. So that's when I started to get behind this idea of, hold on, what if these amazing transformational leaders, spiritual teachers and healers can start making a shit ton of money and putting their money back into our economy? Then what could be possible?
0: So as you were kind of reworking this for yourself, did you get pushback? were there people either in your community or your family or your, your peers? Like, who are you, you greedy bitch? Like, you know, because you literally walked away from all of it. So how, how, because yes, many people were raised in a, in a faith tradition or with family or with values that keep them encumbered into poverty. You know, it's righteous to be, you know, the poor kind of thing. So how did you manage that?
1: Yes. Yeah. So at the time I was engaged to a man who was both an Episcopal priest and a Buddhist um, priest. Right. And so he was also vocationally coming from a similar background Mm -hmm. as me. And when I started to have this breakout overnight success in my business, he literally told me that I was crazy to think that as a spiritual person, I could make a lot of money and that I had gone to the dark side <laughs> and had become, I don't know, oh. evil. I'm not sure exactly all the words he used, but that I had violated the terms of what it means yeah, to yes. be a spiritual person. <laughs> so I'm there was that. that. Yeah, And then I also had close family members say things like, why did you just buy a Mercedes and post about it on Facebook? Like your clients are going to think That you're just using them, you know, to buy expensive things. And that's a horrible way to do business. And who do you think you are as a business owner to be functioning this way? Yeah. So I had a lot of pushback. And in fact, God bless the Quakers. I love them. Mm -hmm. Been with them my whole life they don't know, they still can't figure out how, <laughs> what I'm doing. They can't grok it at all. And so they just kind of say things like, okay. oh, that's so nice and kind of pat me on the head. And
0: <laughs> you're, you're like the weird uncle that we love. He's kind of crazy, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody is in that place because it's like you it's like you woke up, you had a knowing, like bullshit is no, 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 no. And yet your environment was pushing against it. So if somebody's in that place, how do they strengthen their knowing? How do they keep going when they're told they're crazy or evil or in the dark side? Like, what did you do? And because if somebody's listening, they need some, some some tips here.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I got mentorship. yep, right. So folks like you and other mentors, who can say, hey, you're not crazy. exactly, And it's right. normal to be feeling the way that you're doing. And this is part of the birthing yeah. process of stepping more into your purpose and your genius. Sometimes it looks like isolating from your tribe and your community mm-hmm. in order to become that next version of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when we uh, fired the fiance. I remember your yeah. I like, All right, dude, uh-huh. you go. Okay, so then let's talk about identity stuff because you had this identity of this woman, and yet your soul had the vision of you're a seven-figure business owner. Yeah. Was that ever like a little clunky to get to? Or was it, you know, like how, how did you how did you strengthen your knowing? Because I know you talk about mentors, but yeah, I think identity yep. is such a big piece for people. How do you grow into the who you're supposed to be?
1: Yeah. You know, it's an interesting theme. If I look back on it over the years, it has to do with permission. How much permission was I willing to give myself at any point in my growth, in terms of how much money I was willing to make, who I was willing to serve, uh, what I was willing to give myself, uh, what kind of intimate relationship I was willing to be in, mm-hmm. what kind of um, colleagues or peers I would allow? Wow. So it was all about permission. And the more I gave myself more permission, the more my business grew and the more my income grew.
0: Okay. So let's break this down. I mean, you didn't just yeah. take what was given to you. You actually forged your own way and said, oh, fuck that. This is what I want. How did you get that? Yeah. How did you get yeah. the, the courage or the strength or the fortitude? Because I think that's hard for women to basically like, literally break through the ceiling buck convention and just go, no, I'm having it my way.
1: Right. Well, you know, my now husband actually had a lot to do with that. When we Mm. first met, he comes from, um, a lot of wealth and abundance. He is used to having whatever he desires the moment he desires it. And I did, I wasn't raised that way. So I started observing him and his attitude Uh that of course, of course, of course, And he would start to mirror that back to me. I would say, well, I only feel like I could charge X, Y, Z for this program or who am I to make, you know, $500,000 in six months, right? Like I would say these things to him and he would look at me with shock. Like, Like (laughs) what are you talking about? It's already done. We already decided that that was going to happen or that this was a goal or whatever it was. And so having him mirror back to me anytime I was limiting myself was really, really helpful.
0: You know, in contrast with not that many years ago, the other guy who said you were evil because you, you made 20,000, right? So, so you're soul pulled in the right guy and, and you could have, you could have repelled that if you still were in the old energy. So, so let's talk about saying yes to the good when it starts coming, because as, as a right. Quaker, you, you would be used to rejecting yeah. it and or giving it away. And so right. how does somebody go, oh, I want that. And oh, how, how do I receive that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because as women, especially we have these coping mechanisms for when things feel too easy, especially anyone mm-hmm. who comes from trauma. Right. So trauma right. defined as anything that separates us from our soul. So that could be physical, sexual, emotional abuse. That could be a situation where you were um, in foster care or adopted or had some kind of like core separation. And I know, Therese, you talk about this a lot. So for those of us who are women and who come from trauma, when things start to get easy, it can feel really freaking dangerous.
0: Mm. like,
1: oh my gosh, when is the other shoe going to drop? Exactly.
0: Right. 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 I'm not used to
1: this. I don't trust this. Right. 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 And so I've seen a lot of leaders and business owners who are women overcompensate for the ease Uh, by working even harder and hustling even uh, more, you know, so that they can somehow deserve the ease that is coming to them. So I noticed myself doing that and I had to work through that too. And a lot of it, uh, happened me, me allowing more ease because my body would shut down anytime I was hustling or working beyond moving past the speed of my internal guidance would be one way to think about it. My body would go into getting a migraine, getting sick. Uh, having a Lyme disease flare up, that kind of thing would show me when I was out running my intuition or my inner guidance.
0: You know, I know the time where you had to basically, because Emma is phenomenal at sales. Like Emma would do live events, boom, pull off 10 clients. I mean, it was, it's just like magic. The woman opens her mouth, people fall in and go, can I, can I give you money? And, And, and so she was using speaking gigs to you know, that was her funnel for getting getting clients, and tell them the time when you were in bed for like a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and, I went to and bed. fighting it, right, yeah. fighting it like holy shit, and then it yeah. happened.
1: Exactly, yeah. So I went to bed Thanksgiving weekend, and I didn't get out of bed till the New Year's Day, right? Because I had I was under a lot of stress. I was traveling and speaking a lot. Yeah. My body was not happy with me, and for those of you who have any kind of autoimmune. Um, thing inside of you, when there's stress, the body has an inflammation response. So my body got inflamed. I got super tired. So that's what happened. And I remember having this conversation with Therese in which she said, what if the perfect thing to do is rest right now? And I was saying to her, but, but, but I'm so (laughs) close to reaching my annual sales goal. I'm so close. I'm so close. I just have to push through. And Therese said, what if that's not the right answer? Mm -hmm. What if you could actually trust your body? And what if you put your business on notice that your business needs to step it up because you're not available? The business Mm -hmm. needs to make the sales happen. Mm -hmm. And so I lay myself down on my (laughs) sofa, on my bed. And in the next 30 days, 87,000 in revenue came in. I still to this day cannot tell you how that money showed up or where those people came from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Let's all take a breath, right? Because we are conditioned, like we can't let go. And Emma, you have gotten so exquisitely good at surrendering and listening to your energy and following your desire. You truly work in the feminine. Your, your life. Is an out picturing of like nope. I'm working three days. I want to hike every day. Like your life today, because I've been with you a while, right? Yeah. So most of us have had the, you know, if I want more, I have to hustle more. Getting equals exerting, and so the surrender experience for you and trusting. I always say, if I take care of me, God takes care of my business. Like that's it. It just has to be that way, right? And you prove that. And I know that's what you do with your clients. So talk about Mm -hmm. talk about the today because. You, you know, we, we, had a conversation a couple, a year ago and I'm like, people want your lifestyle. Yeah. So, so be talking yeah. about your freaking lifestyle. Cause it's pretty amazing. And so just talk yeah. about that. How you, how you do that? Because a lot of people are like, that's not possible. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it's about being in expectation and desire. So a year ago, almost to this date, mm-hmm. um, I just put an offer on the house that I'm currently in. So it was a 1970s house on our dream mountain that needed to be gutted down to the studs with the total renovation and with an addition to double the size of the house. But I got the intuition that that was the year to buy. That was the year to build the dream house. When I put the offer on the house, I didn't have the down payment and I definitely didn't have the money to do the renovation. Mm-hmm. But it was such this internal yes. So I went into decision about it and I started living as if the house were already done. Ooh. It took eight months to renovate it. It took $200,000 in cash out of my pocket to be able to move into this house, huh. in addition to the mortgage, to do all of the renovations mm-hmm. during a frigging pandemic when everything costs 10 times as much as it should. Mm-hmm. And it was a full-time job to do this house renovation, even with my husband's support, my mother-in-law's support. She's a design interior designer. And I had to run my business at the same time. And I had the most amazing sales last year. I doubled my business yet again last year mm-hmm. during the pandemic, right? For the second year in a row, working even less than I've worked in the past and marketing even less. I don't even, I can't think of a single marketing campaign I did last year, but I had six figure multi six figure months, several months last year um, because I was in decision and the money showed up. So what I was doing was building my house, going hiking, figuring out how to uh, deliver to my clients a hundred percent. And then I just had the expectation that everything else was going to work itself out. Nice. And it did consistently. Everything was provided for me because I wasn't doubting my mm-hmm. decisions. I mm-hmm. knew that they were soul aligned
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: was just taking the next step in front of me consistently for eight months.
0: And in spite of not having the cash, not having the, the like the, the, oh, three more sales will come in and I'll pay. You just took, yeah. you took faith. You had the faith, yeah. Like you say, I had the decision, and I acted as it was done. So you just moved, as like, of course, you know. You used a word, and we we've talked a lot about this a lot is being aligned. And in the old days, you did Facebook Lives, you had all this other stuff, and slowly you've started chopping away things that are no longer aligned. And it's a paradox again. Women, don't we have to do more? Don't I have to give extra? Shouldn't I be more available? Like that, like that proving energy, that old codependent. And you just chop the shit out of things <laughs> like, right. and you don't have a Facebook or what? Like, And you're right. doing things that only serve your energy. And so yeah. how did that work? And what are the results? Because again, if you're listening, guys, these are clues. Like Emma's, we're sharing her story, but we're giving the how to get to where she mm-hmm. is parts of it. So talk about alignment and how you trust that and how you then decide to chop stuff or realign. Yeah. yeah. So, the path
1: of alignment, which is alignment to, in my language, mm-hmm. alignment to your natural soul design and way of operating. Mm-hmm. The path of alignment is no longer doing anything that is misaligned. So, it's being willing to say no to all of the things that your ego or even your business coach tells yes, you that sure. you should do sure. if you are a good entrepreneur. And really trusting yourself and backing yourself 100% to only do your business in the way that you want to. Mm -hmm. That's what allows the flow to come in when it comes to money and sales. Mm
0: -hmm. And sometimes it takes courage because sometimes you have to let go of team members or you have to stop selling programs that have previously been very generative. And so how how does one know, like if there's like, this is a misaligned feeling. And this is an aligned feeling because, because those words are really familiar to us, but maybe a listener doesn't really, you know, so let's ground that a little bit. Okay. So,
1: well, a very clear example of it would be if you've had a program or a product that has been selling for a while, you've been successful with it. Your marketing has worked, Mm -hmm. your sales have worked. And then all of a sudden it feels like it stopped selling. And it's just crickets. Every time you put out a marketing message, you're not getting any response. And you're noticing that when you think about delivering that program or product or service,
0: there's a little bit of energy of
1: resentment or frustration (laughs) around it.
0: (laughs) You never want to have a, oh shit, I got to get on that call. You never want that experience, right? Right. Right.
1: So that indicates that there's Mm -hmm. a misalignment and that's normal because when you're growing and evolving as a conscious being, your programs, your products, your services have to grow with you. Yeah, And it's normal to start outgrowing programs that you mm. launched six months ago, a year ago, two years, five years ago, right? This expectation that, oh, if I create a program, it's always going to be monetizable. It's always going to be wildly successful is not true if you are on a more conscious path yeah. and you are... Evolving, So to notice that stuckness, and instead of getting frustrated or thinking I have a lead generation problem, to really look at that and to honestly ask yourself, is this feeding my soul? Mm -hmm. Is this feeding the core of who I am at this time? And if not, it's a misalignment.
0: Great question. So then what does alignment feel like? Or what are the, the results?
1: Yeah, the results are you get clear on a program or product or service you want to offer. You really do your boots on the ground homework in Mm -hmm. terms of marketing, messaging and speaking to your ideal audience and the transformation that your program is going to offer and the pain there, your people are in. You do that strategy and then you get in the expectation. I do this all the time. If I'm going to go to the bother of putting out a marketing message, I expect that at least one person's going to buy from me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you have that level of expectation and clarity, the sales come in. Nice. That's alignment. That's what it feels like. Or if, for example, you know, when I was talking about lying on the sofa for a month or in bed and the sales coming in, I was in alignment with my expectation that the business was going to have to figure Mm -hmm. out sales. Mm -hmm. There was no block to me Mm. with that possibility.
0: Mm, That's yummy. So, if somebody's listening to this and they really resonate with, like, I have got some stuff around, like, being spiritual and being wealthy, those feel very like they conflict with each other, where do they start? What do they do?
1: You might ask yourself, whose permission am I seeking here? Ah, nice. Because someone has told you that you cannot be spiritual wealthy. Mm -hmm. Who is that person? And do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're able to to put that message into the form of another human being, do you agree with that other human being's thought? And then the next step is what permission do you want to give yourself around this? What Mm -hmm. would feel good to you? Mm -hmm. When you're in the grocery line, what reality do you want to have there when it comes to checking out and paying for your groceries?
0: Mm-hmm. At
1: a very base minimum, example, mm-hmm.
0: and Emma and I give you full permission, right, to be to be fully expressed in all your gifts and be receiving good money for that, right? Like I know yeah. Emma's story. This isn't like a like everything's been so easy. Like Emma worked her ass off. She's overcome things as have I. So our souls. We've been in earth school a long time. Like we have, we have, yeah. we've, we've fought the demons. We've done the battles. It's time to get paid really well for our gifts and our contribution. So, I'm thinking there are people out there going, "Who the hell is this woman? And how can I follow her?" Oh my god! <laughs> so, like, where do they find you and follow you?
1: Yeah, a couple of places. Website is EmmaChurchman.com. Facebook Coaching Entrepreneurs. Instagram Emma M churchmen and yeah connect with me let me know that you listen to this podcast perfect
0: perfect and she has the most adorable little dogs and mm-hmm. uh and so on instagram you'll see all the photos of her dogs and the hiking and her beautiful environment she lives in so emma you are you are, you're a miracle and i love that you're out there mm-hmm. doing the work because you shine you show us a way that not a lot of people are showing right that you can not only be deeply spiritual of high service and be fully, fully compensated for that and do it in a way that's not killing yourself, doing it in a way that's not selling out or because like you are living a beautiful life and that's a priority. The time with your man and your dogs and your land. So, so it's, it's not an either, or you're living this beautiful example of you can, you can do it. You can do it. So just thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Sure. All right. And as I always say, I want you to think of two people that you go, holy heck, they need to hear this message. Right? Because we have to start breaking the paradigms. You can be a deeply spiritual person of high, high service and receive a shit ton of money. There's no value, no crime in that, no, no devaluing it. And Emma's in a beautiful example. I love how you talked about you decide and you align, boom, and then let life, God, universe, source take over. All right. Peace and blessings. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you later. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode and I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Terri Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group, and I'm super active in it. Each week, we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot, and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast, and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Terri Skelly. Alrighty, peace and blessings, and I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.